Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, and I'm the Executive Director for Influencers in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm at the home office actually doing a live interview, which I haven't done a lot of these lately. We've been doing a lot of this stuff via Zoom, but uh, uh, one of my buddies came in from out of town and surprised me today, and uh, he's a guy that went through my virtual journey group a couple years ago, and uh, and I, as I was telling him, I love to share the stories of, of people who've gone through the journey and their per- unique perspective, and uh, and so, uh, and there's a lot of things about this man I want you guys to get to know about. Um, anyway, I'd like to introduce all of you to Michael Murray. He's uh, from the Detroit, Michigan area. So welcome, Michael. It's great to be here, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, Michael actually uh, found out about influencers right through a podcast. Yeah, yeah. It was a podcast. I can't remember. I heard you on a podcast and that took me to the internet. And then I started reading a little bit about uh, influencers and I didn't take action that first time. But then uh, I uh, I decided to uh, download the book, the audio book, uh-huh. uh, and I listened to that. And then I, uh, I filled out the form online, which was, you know, you fill out these forms online and usually you wonder if anybody gets an email. Uh-huh. And I think a couple hours later, you actually <laughs> responded. So, uh, and... Uh, I was just looking for a journey group in Michigan to see if there was one. Uh, and then you said there wasn't, but you had uh, said you just started this first virtual group. And uh, it was interesting because you said normally you don't let people in once you start. Yeah. Um, but uh, you said you were going to talk to the co-leader, which was Tom, Tom Say. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and, uh, and then you got me an email back and said, yeah, you, you can come in. And, and so I took the leap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, a lot now. Some some journey groups out there, like especially in Bakersfield, they let guys come in like a week before commencement, you know, because these guys are just so uh, you know open and gracious. But um, you know, because the journey builds on itself, you know, we usually like people to kind of start from the beginning. Uh, But yeah, that was year one when we were just experimenting with the whole virtual idea, which is you're an example of why we do virtual because you got a guy here who finds out about us and wants you know, to go through a group and we had no options, you know, unless we had virtual, you know? So yeah, I think we were like uh, a couple sessions before the first prayer retreat. Yeah. And you, you decided you, you know, I said, pray about it. And you, you said, I'm going to pray about it and we'll see. And I talked to my wife about it. I just wanted to, cause she's, we're, we're kind of in different places in our faith journey. And, uh, and for me, it was, uh, it was, it was actually, uh, the timing of it all. My father had passed away in March of that year and then my mom passed away in August. So it was after my mom's death where, um, uh, you know, it, it kind of I was I was in a place where I was really thinking my mom was the person who introduced me to Christ, really. Um, and uh, and she was a daily mass goer and uh, it was kind of her example. So I, I, I think that really played a, a, a big role in it, too. So, yeah. And, and you're uh, and. Yeah, we're going to talk about your Irish Catholic roots and your, <laughs> yeah. and your faith because that's that's part of the reason I thought it'd be cool to talk to you about that because anyway we'll get, we'll get into the whole Catholic thing in a little bit but uh, tell them a little bit about yourself who you are what you do a little bit about your family yeah so uh, Michael Murray I'm from uh, Dearborn Heights Michigan just west of Detroit uh, one of seven children I'm number five um, I'm uh, 51 years old I am married to uh, my wife Terry we're coming up uh, in a couple weeks we'll be 26 years. 
I have a son, Justin, who's 23, or he'll be 23 next week. Uh, my daughter's 21. And then uh, my youngest son is 19. Uh, I work for uh, a great uh, institution, a small college in Michigan that's very um, faith-based and uh, tends to be on the more conservative side of the political equation. But uh, my daughter's a senior at that place. And, um, and uh, yeah, it just uh, my dad was uh, an immigrant here. He came over when he was 22 years old from Ireland. My mother was born here, but both her parents uh, were from Ireland. So I'm 100% uh, American of Irish descent, I yeah. like to say. I don't believe in the hyphenated uh, ethnic names. I'm an American uh, of Irish descent. And um, uh, so it's great to be a first-generation American. I'm a, a United States Marine. Um, this country has blessed our family, and I felt uh, it was important to give back. And so uh, I was uh, kind of called into the Marine Corps, if you will, as many Marines are. And uh uh, been in since 1990. I'm still in the reserve. Spent about eight years on active duty. Um, I'm a lawyer, so don't hold that against me. Uh, <laughs> my wife also. We met in law school, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's a big family. 25 grandchildren. My mom and dad had, and it's uh, mm. so it's very loud when we get together. <laughs> so talk a little bit about your Irish Catholic roots and and kind of what you know your what your faith has meant to you in in the, your Catholic faith and all that, and then we'll kind of talk about how the journey dovetailed into that. But talk about your roots a little bit. Sure. Um, well, I'm I'm what's known as a cradle Catholic, right? Uh, so I was born uh, I was born on a Monday, and uh, and it just happened to be that that Sunday was Easter Sunday when I came home. And back in 1969, it was still kind of this concept of limbo. Uh, still existed in the Catholic Church. So the minute you got home, you got baptized. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, so yeah, so I went to Catholic schools, grades one through 12. My parents um, were both raised Catholic, kind of old school. Uh, my dad in Ireland, my mom here, she went to Catholic schools. And so that's what I knew. Um, uh, we all went to the same grade school and high school. And so faith was something was in our lives all the time. But it was at a time uh, when the, the Catholic Church really, uh, faith was private. Uh, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't something you talked about outside the home or outside your school. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that's kind of where I grew up. And then uh, um, my mom, like I said, was a daily communicant. And, uh, and I actually, uh, when I was in like sixth, seventh grade, I would go to mass with her every day and actually serve mass. Hmm. And I think my mom thought I was going to be the priest in the family. <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny. I, it, my family jokes about it. Uh, but uh, I think it, it, for a time period, I probably did think about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I, uh, I think I like girls a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, but it's it's been a, an, um, a very important part of our lives. Um, my, my wife and I sent our kids to Catholic schools and, um, and my faith has been a real blessing, obviously. And, um, so it's, uh, it's, but it's, it's also a challenging faith because the Catholic, uh, the Catholic faith, uh, over the last 30, 40 years has really, um, has seen a lot of changes. Um, it's seen some very dark things, um, that have come to light. And, uh, so as a, as a, as an institution, I think, uh, it's been struggling a little bit. Um, but I think um, uh, under uh, the leadership of uh, Pope John Paul II, he really, um, uh, his new evangelization is something that he talked about a lot. And I think uh, it wasn't probably until towards the end of his life and now into uh, 
what his legacy is, you're actually seeing that in the in the Catholic faith. Mm. And people are uh, able to express themselves. And I think they have a more personal relationship with, with God and, and Jesus. And I think that didn't exist before. So I'm very grateful for that. Mm. And I think that's kind of what led me a little bit to, to influencers. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and uh, I've heard the term practicing Catholic. You know, I guess the opposite would be a non-practicing Catholic. You know, to me, that's just like a Protestant who, you know, goes to Chris, Christmas and Easter yeah. to church or something like that. Is that true? I mean, is that what that means? Yeah, 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 I think it is. I think there's a lot like that. Um, in fact, uh, well, I, I have a good priest friend of mine. I call him uh, I call him the rock star priest. He's, uh, he's done very well in terms of bringing people to Christ. And uh, he's got his own kind of his her- his over a million downloads on iPod or iTunes from his homilies and everything. And he always says um, the 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 greatest concentration of Catholics on a Sunday are usually at a mega church that have walked away from the church, actually, kind of uh, what we would call a fallen Catholic. Okay. Um, okay. I, I don't really like that term. I don't think there's any such thing. <laughs> uh, but somebody who is non-practicing or actually doesn't practice at all and is in a different kind of, on a different faith uh, walk and, and in a in kind of a, a, a larger church that's more, I think, that's uh, that's a place where they have found a personal relationship with Christ mm-hmm. because they couldn't find that in the Catholic faith. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of Catholics out there, and um, you know, it's uh, it's again, it's it's been a blessing in my life. So, well, and and I, you know, this and our listeners may not, but uh, the first group I led in Tulsa, we had two Catholic guys in it, and they're brothers, and uh, very, their faith was very important to them, and their mom and dad had, had been very involved in the Catholic faith, but. Uh, um, they loved it. You know, they loved the journey. And and uh, and I learned a lot about more about the Catholic faith. My brother is actually Catholic and his side of the family. And he's he's actually a deacon in the Catholic Church in Tulsa. And so uh, so I've learned a lot, you know, and have an appreciation for things. And we and we've gone back and forth trying to understand and sharing uh, <laughs> podcasts and tapes. And all. back in the day, we need to pass cassette tapes out. Oh, you know, yeah. he, my brother would give me stuff. I'd give him stuff, you know, um, but just. What I discovered is that Jesus is the unifier, you know, amongst all that. You know, we might have our differences about religion and different things, but Jesus brings us all together. So, um, and oh, by the way, there's a there's a church in Yakima, Washington, that's a Catholic church that uses a journey for all their men. Really? And, and they love it. Yeah. And uh, those guys are great and uh, need to interview those guys sometime too. But um, so talk a little bit about... Um, yeah, you mentioned the personal relationship with Christ, and that, and the guys in Yakima have told me that too. They said a lot of Catholics, uh, it's more uh, religion or it's more the practice and the the sacraments and all that, and, and more up in their head and less in their heart. And but but it's changing. They told me the same thing. Men are looking for a deeper walk, and the and the priests are trying to guide them toward a deeper walk with Christ. So, talk a little bit about your journey with that, and then what led you to, you know, be seeking the journey with the journey had. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, geez. Uh, where do I start? Um, you know, for me, I think it was, it was actually having children. So, it was becoming uh, a father and, and kind of uh, um, having that kind of fall on you and, and realize that, all right, uh, you know, life's serious now because I'm responsible for somebody. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so for me, that really kind of was a turning point when I started. Uh, I think I was probably going through the motions and going through them well. I mean, I was somebody who, you know, I was going to mass uh, every Sunday. And then if I could during the week, I would go um, and I was trying to do right. And um, and that just kind of, I, I kind of started searching a little bit more. And, 
and uh, looking inward. And then, um, and then it actually was through the sacrament of reconciliation, confession, where I had gone to confession at a place that's special to our family. And, uh, and usually when you go to confession, you get done and then they're like, all right, say three Hail Marys, three Hail Fathers, and you're on your way. And at this time, the, the priest, as we got towards at the end, he said, okay, now for your penance, what I want you to do is I want you to find 30 minutes and I want you to sit in silence in th for 30 minutes. And I want you to think about God's forgiving, for God's forgiving mercy and his grace and his love for you. He's like, do you think he can do that? And I remember my thought when he said that was like, you know, I think I'd rather just ten Hail Marys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know, I said yes. And then uh, a couple days later, and he said, you don't have to do it in church. Just find a time. And a couple days later, I was out doing some exercise in the morning. I was on active duty at the time. And uh, I sat down and the sun was coming up. And I, man, I, it was like God touched my heart. Uh, and I, next thing I know, I'm tearing up and I'm just, and it was, and that kind of really, at that point, I was like, okay, there's something personal going on here. Mm. And then um, as I kind of went, uh, that was about 2004. And then 2006, I went to Iraq. And that was a pretty pivotal time in my life because um, I went more in a combat service support role. Um, but, you know, when you're on convoys and you're on the road, even you're in, you're in a service support role, there's still, you know, there's danger. So that kind of... Um, um, that kind of helped me in my faith journey a little bit more, get closer to God. And then um, I started listening to a lot of non-Catholic uh, things like uh, Focus on the Family mm -hmm. and, um, and things that I would just kind of stumble across on, um, on uh, Christian radio. Uh, and, and, and I started hearing more people talking about uh, you know, their testimony. And that was like, testimony, what is that? I didn't know what that was. Mm. And, uh, and so when I uh, heard you speak on that podcast, it resonated with me. And then as I dug deeper, and then I listened to, to the book, to, to Rocky's book. And, Journey to the Inner Chamber. Yeah, Journey to the Inner Chamber. Yeah. And that just kind of just really touched me. Uh, and I was training for the Marine Corps Marathon at the time. So I would listen to it as I would have like a 10 mile or 12 mile run. Mm. And, you know, so you got that physicalness, but you're, you're focusing on something and it just really touched me. And, uh, and then, so I came, you know, I did like how we got connected and then, and then just being, uh, being on that group and listening to just the way people were praying and, and speaking of their faith. It just, uh, it was very helpful. And I, and, and again, I just, I think it's helped me get closer to, to Christ. Was that the first non-Catholic group you'd ever been part of? Yes. It yeah. was a Christian group? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I had um, uh, I had been in part of a men's face-sharing group, um, and that's kind of alluded to kind of Pope John Paul II and the new evangelization. One of the things that, that we've seen in the Catholic faith over the last probably 15 to 20 years is this kind of men's ministry. And um, and this the one priest I mentioned uh, up in Detroit, he actually started a, uh, a men's conference and uh, at its peak, it had about three, 4,000 men showing up at, uh, it was at Callahan Hall, University of Detroit. Uh, they brought in some speakers and, you know, they have mass, they have some praise, some singing. And, you know, and so that definitely, uh, and then you have faith sharing groups within parishes and churches. And I mm. think that's really helped a lot. And I think all that is kind of built off a little bit of 
you know, kind of the promise keepers model. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll point out that actually uh, Bill McCartney um, uh, was, uh, he coached at the high school I went to. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, he coached them to a couple state championships, uh, one in basketball as well as football in the same season. He's the only coach in the state of Michigan ever to do that. And uh, if you hear his story, he came back and actually spoke about 10 years ago. And uh, he talks about, um, it was actually at the Church of the Divine Child in Dearborn, Michigan, where, where God touched him. Uh, and it started kind of getting close to him. Uh, so so it's kind of interesting that that kind of mm. is all tied together. Yeah, I knew that he had, was raised Catholic and uh, he was the founder of Promise Keepers. If yeah, people sorry. Don't, yeah. If people don't know that, I mean, I, I, I know that well because that's the ministry that touched my life. You know? Well, and I remember your testimony. Talk about that. Yeah. You know, talking yeah. about that. So. That's really, really cool. Um, well, you know, I always ask people this, but what are some of your takeaways from the journey or what, what, what or what was the most impactful going through the journey for you? Can you, can you think of some of the high points maybe? Um, that first prayer retreat, mm. that was, that kind of caught me, you know, uh, that really kind of moved me a great deal. Uh, I remember, uh, yeah, I remember actually getting pretty emotional a little bit, which was kind of strange because I was like, all right, I don't know any of these men. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I got the I'm a Marine, you know, I'm Catholic. It's like, you know, and I remember getting emotional a couple of times. And, you know, when you're on, uh, you know, you're on the Zoom calls and people can see you. Right. Uh -huh. So which is kind of interesting. I always I laugh because, you know, this whole COVID, everybody knows Zoom, but. Nobody knew Zoom then. I mean, in fact, I was like telling people at work who were using WebEx stuff, hey, you know, forget that WebEx. Zoom is the way to go. <laughs> and I actually teach a class and I used Zoom uh, as a result of of using it with uh, with uh, the Journey Group. And um, but, yeah, that was that was probably the most powerful. I don't know. You probably don't even remember that. But uh, I just remember getting vulnerable and showing that and just ha that ha that was that was very impactful. Well, I'm thinking about how you said the priest asked you to go sit for 30 minutes. Was yeah. it 30 minutes? And then we're asking you to go for two and a half, three hours to go do the. Yeah. So even a longer time. Yeah. So, yeah. So God filled that space up for you. You know, I, I and I think that's, you know, uh, there's a guy um, and he does some great, oh man, great ministry, bringing a lot of people to Christ. His name is Matthew Kelly. He's an Australian. Uh, and he actually, his ministry is called Dynamic Catholic. And he wants to create these vibrant um, uh, parishes throughout the world. And he always talks about um, silence is mm. so important mm. and sitting in the silence with God. And uh, for him, that's how he actually was sitting in the back of a church. A guy challenged him when he was a teenager to just go in and sit in the back of the church and let God talk to you. Don't say anything. Mm. And I think that, you know, uh, in today's world where just I mean, we can't get, I mean, it's just there's so much noise. I think the silence is really important in finding uh, in finding Christ. Mm. Was this idea of abiding in Christ was that a was that a new concept for you or yes was yeah, it yeah yeah that was um, obviously by the time I came to the journey I understood it or from the book right from, yeah right right so so you know I, but yeah that wasn't that I don't think I really had grasped that uh, mm. and, I, and quite frankly I still don't think I. I get it as much. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a thick-headed Irish Marine. So, it, you know, it's like sometimes it's, it's, you know, God, I wish God had a two by four and he could hit me upside the head sometimes. So, so if we were interviewing your wife, 
and asked her, what fruit did you see in Michael's life or, you know, going through the journey? What, what do you think? You think she's seen some fruit in you? I think she has. Yeah. What, what, um, what would you give an, give an example? So one of the things that we always were challenged with was Terry always looked at me as somebody who was kind of like that. Hey, if the church says it's okay, it's okay. And if the church says that it's not, then it's not. And I'm very kind of that strict. And and she actually has been raised Catholic. And, and I, and, and I need to say, I said, my mom is the one who brought me to Christ, but actually Terry's the person who helped me understand the personal relationship with mm-hmm. Christ. Cause I would watch her and I would see that and her comfort in, in, and not having to worry about the church and, you know, and, and so that was kind of interesting. So I think that would probably be the fruit that she would probably say that I was, uh, I was, um, uh, you know, the less structural, if that makes sense. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. That's not really a fruit that you would talk about or we talk about, well, but maybe more spirit led. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, being trusting the Lord rather than, you know, looking to the church for permission on everything. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I think that definitely helped me um, mm-hmm. uh, or that's something that I walked away from. And then the other thing that I, for myself is that, um, you know, the part where people kind of say what our gifts are mm-hmm. and when you point that out, that kind of blew me away, too, just because I didn't really understand that. You know, I think one of the things was encourager, like you're a great encourager. And I never really like saw that as much. Mm. Um, and that was helpful. And that's been it's been good knowing that as I go forward and realizing that that's, you know, that's a good place. That's that's a good thing to be. Mm. So thinking about you know, Catholics and, you know, you know, the debates between Catholic and Protestant and all that kind of stuff. Do you see, do you see any conflict for a Catholic to go through the journey? Is there any, is there any reason why they wouldn't no, be able to go through the journey or anything like that? Or No, no, no. Quite <laughs> frankly, I think, I think many could use it. And it's something that's been on my mind is like, how do I, uh, you know, how do I introduce it to other people? I've, I've talked about it to some of my friends and, um, and, you know, and, and you have been very good and encouraged me to, to you know, to think about being a, a leader or, or getting back in a group. And I think that, you know, uh, maybe and maybe that's one of the reasons why the Lord moved you to say, hey, let's do a podcast. Maybe this is a tool I can use yeah, um, yeah. To, to help some of those people that I think could could benefit from the journey. Do, is it important for the priest to be on board? I, I know the guys up in Yakima have told me that their priest loves the journey and they and they, they encourage men toward it because they, they see it. They see the fruit of it. You know, and I don't know if is that an important piece if you're in a Catholic church? No, maybe for some. OK, um, I don't think so. I mean, uh, there is this, you know, there is a concept um, about, you know, uh, you want to get a kind of a spiritual director, the Jesuits. Um, are all about spiritual direction. And, mm-hmm. and if you're a Jesuit priest, you'll have a, somebody will be your spiritual director. I think that's a concept that's common among the vocation, the people who, um, you know, priests and nuns and things like that. So, I mean, definitely if somebody's in that, that has a relationship with that, yeah, they would want to get that person to sign off on it. But I, I don't know. I think that, um, I think everybody's going to have to make that call on their own. But I, I don't think that's a, you know, I don't think that's a, a game or a deal breaker, if you will. Yeah. If, uh, you know, I guess it just depends on the individual. I mean, I know, I know the two guys that went through my group, um, you know, they, they didn't feel like they needed to leave the Catholic church. You know, I mean, they'd love the Catholic church and it made that they have told me it made them a better Catholic. I, like they, they've enjoyed the sacraments more and they, they have a more intimate relationship with Christ in the sacraments than they ever did before. And I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I think that, uh, um, it's funny because 
uh, you know, I, I always joke, there's a, a guy I work with, he's a, he's a Christian and he can cite chapter and verse. And, and, uh, and I always say, um, you know, I follow him when we did this presentation and I would talk about that. Then I'd say, Hey, you don't have to worry about me citing chapter and verse. I'm a Catholic. We don't read the Bible. <laughs> and, uh, cause really growing up, we didn't. And, and I think that's one of the things that actually that influencers has helped me with the most is the importance of scripture mm. and the importance of 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 understanding that and 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 spending time in the word and i think that's you have to do that and uh so i think it's only made my faith deeper and it's helped me as a catholic and i have a lot of christian friends that um and some you know quote fallen catholics who um in their faith and journey walk or their faith walks have gotten more into the scripture and discussions with them where they challenge me actually helps me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the I think it's the opposite. I think by looking outside our faith, actually our faith can our, our Catholic faith can grow stronger. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and 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 it's not about a journey group. It's not about debating theology and who's right and who's wrong on different, you know, different theologies, different philosophies. Because even within Protestant, you could you could argue all sorts of things, right? Yeah. It's about just bringing people into this relationship with Christ in a deeper way, letting them get in the word and let the Holy Spirit speak to them. And as people journal, God gives them nuggets of revelation, yeah. that, you know? So, so I've, I've been, in, I've done it 17 groups and I've had people from all different faith backgrounds, some Catholic and, and all different Protestants. And it's never been a problem, you know? It's just all about keeping Jesus at the center. And it's amazing how if you keep him at the center, he unifies and walls drop and all that kind of stuff. But but I but also I, I love that the influencers, you know, the journey actually the Holy Spirit and God the Father. I mean, because that's one thing I think, you know, and I always that I think that's probably something I struggled with, and maybe now and actually I think I'm having a kind of an epiphany here as we speak because I think that was, you know, I think one of the things that the that. Catholic people that look outside the faith, it's all, you know, are you born again? You know, are you a believer? Is mm-hmm. Jesus Christ your personal, is your Lord and personal Savior? Uh-huh. And that, like, for a Catholic, that's just like, whoa, time out, man. <laughs> you know, it kind of <laughs> gets us uncomfortable. And um, and what I liked, uh, and I get all that, but the we talked about the Holy Spirit a lot. And we mm-hmm. talked about God the Father, and you break it down. And I think that, I think that yeah, it's, Jesus is the key because that's who God sent us to save us. Mm-hmm. But if we're not if we're not going through the Holy Spirit and understanding the Father's love, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah. There's plenty of the Father. There's plenty of the Holy Spirit yeah, in yeah. the journey. You're right. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. That's that's really true. And they're all one, so it's like you can't miss, right? But uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it has helped me in my in my you know in the sacraments too. I mean, to understand, um, you know, I have a, a, a greater appreciation for. Um, reconciliation um, and and the Eucharist, right? Um, yeah. And and that I can tell you that after going through influencers, receiving the Eucharist is more meaningful for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I've I've kind of watched you, and I know that you're the type of guy that shares your faith. I mean, you know, I don't know if all Catholics do, but you're very seem to be very vocal about your faith, and you look for opportunities to blend that in the conversation, all that, which is awesome. I do. Yeah. It's, 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 I wasn't like that before. That's for sure. But I think it's, uh, but I think that's, I think that's what I think we all have to do. I don't care what faith you're in. I think you have to do that. Well, and, and, you know, as we talk about, as you abide in Christ, um, the fruit of the spirit starts coming in transformation, but then that empowers your gifts. And I do think you have the gift of encouragement. And I think that's probably what's happening is 
your gift of encouragement is even being inflamed, you know, or empowered. Well, you know, and so. Well, I appreciate that, and, and I appreciate the fact that I think influencers is has obviously, you know, helped with that and, and made a huge impact. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, um, well, thanks. I, you know, I, I you know, if, if this stirs anybody up and they want to know a little bit more about, you know, Catholic faith and all that, just send us an email on the website, and I'll get you guys in contact with Michael. He'd probably <laughs> love to talk to you. So uh, we might get some uh, people interested to talk more about this. Hey, wherever wherever the Lord takes us, right? <laughs> but but I've seen, you know, I think I do think the Catholic Church is changing, you know, and because and my brother tells me about, you know, men's retreats and, you know, he tells me about charismatic Catholic movement, you know, within the Catholic Church and, you know, things that I've never heard about, you know. So it's all about the Holy Spirit is just moving amongst all these things, you know. So so anyway, well, cool. Well, um, I, I just want to thank you for your time. I'm glad you dropped in and I wanted them to hear a little of your story. You know, you only do so much in 30 minutes, but uh, but well, uh, I appreciate it. I'm I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for what you do, um, you know, what Rocky started and what you're continuing and kind of taking it to the next level. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's it's good to be part of that. And it's a blessing. And, and as you know, there's some other guys that God's raised up in the Michigan area. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, I'll have to reconnect. We had nobody. We had hardly anybody east of where we are. And now Ohio and, and Michigan, you know, all sorts of places. So it's really cool. Oh, it's, it's amazing what God can do. So I'm, I'm just praying about the day that you guide a journey group, Michael. <laughs> so we're going to keep praying for you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I need those prayers. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. And uh, we, we do these podcasts just to kind of share what the Lord is doing and uh, just so many cool stories all around the country. And uh, also we, uh, we'll get Rocky back in here talking about some of our topics going on in the world here, here soon as well. So uh, anyway, if you want to learn more about the, the ministry, uh, it's influencers.org. Uh, we have a lot of other podcasts we've done. We also have blogs. We have other information, how you, how you can get, get connected. And, uh, and as I've been telling people, we have a new website coming soon, which is going to be, even better and, and easier to use and uh, easier to get you connected. So uh, anyway, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. And again, this has been the Influencer Network Podcast. But I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you out there.